Hello, Central fans. I'm Trevor Castle, and March Madness is in full swing. 29 years ago, in March of 1993, the madness swept through Kuiper Gymnasium as the Central College women's basketball team won the NCAA championship on its home floor. For this episode of the Dutch Memories Podcast, we'll take a look back at that magical 1992-93 season and the run to the only national title in program history. Our guests are Coach Gary Boink, Senior Teresa McGovern, and Sophomore Emily Hansen. Coach, I guess I'll just start with you. If you Can you give us your big-picture memories of that 1993 championship season? Well, yeah, I, to condense it would be difficult. The big-picture, I would say, the first thing was the incredible enthusiasm, excitement uh, that reigned the campus in the gym. When, when we played, it, it, it was absolutely incredible, and uh, I'm sure both them and, and, and Teresa would say the same thing. That it was a big factor in our in our success, uh, one of the factors anyway. Um, we were lucky in one sense, maybe more, but uh, the uh, pairings all came out so that the site kind of fell to us. And uh, <laughs> that was a big factor that we were able to do it in our own gym. The, the, really, the highlight game was the semis uh, against St. Benedict's, who was rated number one in, in, uh, in Division Three, and um, we had to make the last-ditch shot to win that one. And uh, it, it, the final was almost, uh, you know, second nature. It was, it was close for a while, but we kind of coasted at the end. So we'll get to kind of take a chronological order here. Um, but Teresa, as I understand, kind of a senior-dominated team, um, and you represent that class here on our our interview. Could you kind of talk, um, just set the stage of who some of the other contributors were on this team, and, and who some of your classmates were that were as big a part of this as you guys were? I will happily talk about the seniors, but as far as who contributed, like. That is a long list. So um, I'll just stick with the seniors, but we really did feel like a team, like everybody mattered. Like it was, that was really special. But, uh, oh my gosh, married names. I'm gonna, I don't, I'm gonna mix them up here between married and not, but Jaina Blom, whose daughter just won the state championship. So in basketball, so that's exciting. Uh, Tiffany Sock, Chris Rogers, and Tracy Wilson um, to round out the seniors. So yeah, but you know, Emily, played a lot her freshman year as well. So that was her sophomore year. So she kind of felt like an old timer to us as well. So it didn't really feel like, um, it felt like we were all, you know, experienced, but new to the whole experience. So it was fun in that sense. And Emily, did you feel like you fit right in, even though you were kind of the, the youngster of the group? That's a good question. I did. Yeah, I, I, I felt like, like I belonged and that had a lot to do or more to do with how the seniors made me feel the seniors that was just that was a special group there were there were a lot of leaders on that team but you know ironically um both tiff and teresa didn't play a lot of varsity minutes until their senior year and so you think about you know two people who are committed to a program and just committed to um just the game of basketball and then committed to those girls, they really were um, 
Chris Rogers and Tracy, of course, were, I think they were all conference, you know, earlier in their careers, but um, Teresa and Tiff in particular were committed to making that team a team and making everybody feel a part of the team. And I think that was, that was pretty key to that, the success of that team. I I remember Tiff, um, this was early in the season, so it would have been before Christmas. And um, we were just kind of shooting around before practice, and she came up to me and I think Brenda Rempe, who was a a junior at the time, and she's, I've just been thinking. She said, I I think, um, you know, we have some some people in place. I think we can do something special this year with this team. Now, I don't know why she thought that, but I mean – I don't know if she read leadership books, but that seems like leadership 101 to me. I mean, she was casting vision already early on in the season and giving us a, a picture of what we could do, you know, at, at the end of this thing. And um, and she just she just you know kept talking about the end. Yeah, she really believed that the, that team could do some special things. Can cool. I hop in here, Trevor? Please. I have a great story. Because yeah. Tiff was my roommate. And um, and Emily, you might remember this, but it was from our junior year. And I think this is why, particularly the seniors felt like we had been through some teams. And uh, to Gary's credit, he let each team create, you know, he gave us a lot of autonomy to create our own team culture. Yeah. Yep, like that first practice, we all got to, he left and we all sat down and got to make up our rules. And I don't know if you remember this, Emily, but we were on a road trip and we got skunked and we were just so mad. And we sat on the bus. It was me, you, Tiff, Raj, and Wills. And we said, this is, this stinks. Like, this is embarrassing. We want to, next year, and like we were already talking about, like next year, this is the, what we're going to do. Because we want to have, we want to feel good. Even if we lose, we want to feel good about what we did on the court. Like we gave it everything we had. We were a unit. And so like, I really feel like when we came into that season, it felt like we were all locked in. Like like that, and that was new to some of us. Like that the team culture, like everybody bought in. We all bought into it. and so, like, it did feel the whole year that it was special. And remember, Loris? Yeah, we lost, and we thought our chances for this, you know, glorious season were over. And we're, like, in the locker room going, it doesn't matter. Like, we're still going to fight every game because, you know, we liked, we loved each other. And it was important to us. We wanted to do this right and do it our way. And so I really feel like that, like, Tiff like the seniors did feel that like that this team was special from the very beginning. Well, the year before you guys were 16 and nine, 10 and six in the conference. So, you know, solid, but wouldn't necessarily lend it to think like we can win the national championship the next year. Coach was, was part of your preseason with your teams. Did you set, you know, goals as such like win the conference, go to the postseason? win a national championship. I mean, was, was any of that a part of what you guys set out to do that year? I think, I think from what's been said, it's pretty clear that most of the goal setting was done by the team itself. The, the women on the team pretty well handled that. And really, it really wasn't a necessary thing for me to do to establish whether they were good or not because they already had a clear picture of what that should be. 
And Emily, what did, what were your remembrances of what you guys set out to do at the beginning of the season? What I remember is uh, thinking that we were good, you know, and, and, and I remember thinking that that we could win the conference. And, and Gary, you know, you guys had good teams. I, I think my senior year of high school, you tied with, um, we tied with Lucer, maybe for the conference title. So I think we felt like we could be successful. It was kind of that next step that, that I don't know if anyone had envisioned yet. And um, yeah, I, I, in some ways, I was, I was still a little green. I was a little bit along for the ride. It, it really was the seniors who took it on themselves to be, um, you know, they were the emotional kind of engine, um, fierce competitors. I mean, I don't know anybody more competitive than Wills, than Tracy Wilson um, and, and Tiff, you know, and Chris and Teresa, you know, everybody was, yeah, we were just kind of locked in. So I, I, I do remember thinking, um, I, this is where I belong and I got to kind of keep up. Um, and I was happy to do it. <laughs> well, and what I'm trying to wrap my head around is somebody that wasn't around during that era of central women's basketball is how kind of out of left field this is even internally. And so Teresa, maybe you can speak to that. I mean, did you even joke about winning a national championship? Did you dream about it or is it was that so far out of it that that's not what the focus was? Well, okay. Once again, Tiff is going to kill me. So Tiff, it's your own fault for not being here. Yeah, she was probably dreaming of it. I was just like I, I'm. I was like Emily. Like I was just happy to be playing with people that love to play the game, and I was getting minutes. Like you know, so I was very green too, right? And I remember uh, when we beat. It was our first game. We beat Wash U. And like yeah. the last two seasons before that, we had never even come close to beating them. And I remember that's when a light bulb went off in my head, like, oh, we might be good. And then, you know, slowly realizing, okay, we could win the conference. And I think my biggest dream was we made the playoffs. Anything beyond that was total just icing on the cake. I mean, really, the whole season was icing on the cake because it was just so much fun to be together. It really, truly was. I don't know about Raj and we didn't talk about it. Like that wasn't what drove us. Like it really wasn't what made us excited to play together. It was like this idea of this end season thing happening. It really was like, we're going to go out and play together amazingly every time. Like yeah. that was really, that was really thrilling. Yeah. It truly yeah. was. Well, you guys went 19 and five during the regular season. 14 and 2 in the conference. You already mentioned the loss to Loris. The other one was Wartburg, which you avenged mm -hmm. later, which we'll talk about. Uh, but what are some regular season memories of, of that ride? Anything that, that really stick? You already mentioned beating Wash U after, you know, not really being competitive with them the previous couple of years. Any, any other memories from any of you during the regular season from that year? Our last game then was against Loris. We had to beat them. Simpson had to lose. Like, all this convoluted stuff had to happen for us to even get in the playoffs. It's spring break on campus. The gym is totally empty. Like, it felt like a scrimmage. Yeah. Like, it truly yeah. did. And we're like, all right, we're going to, you know, we just, we didn't care. We're like, this is our last game for the seniors anyway. We're like, we're going out, leaving it all out there. And do you remember being in the locker room? And we'd won. And I think Gary came in and said, Simpson, whoever had to lose lost. And it was a total upset. And we just went crazy. 
the two Loris games for me, like the, the agony of defeat and the thrill of victory, like just really bookended each other there. You know, sadly, the games that stand out are the ones that we lost. <laughs> those, those always were propelling us then to get better or to get more focused or, um, you know, change up a few things. Um, but they were never, they were never defeating they were losses, but they never defeated us. And so, yeah, we always, I feel like we always came out of those stronger. And yeah, it, it was just, it was just kind of a ride. I mean, and we just, it was just kind of like going to work and doing your thing game in and game out. And what was nice is sort of any game, we could have, you know, several people in double figures. And I don't know what the stats were, but, um, and everybody could play really good defense. And so I think we just really trusted each other and we just, we just believed and just knew that each other was going to do their job every, every game. It was just, it was just so fun to, to, to go out and play with those girls every game. It's interesting you'd say to a good defense because, you know, three of, three of you who started came out of the six player game playing offense. Yes. And our point guard came out of six-player game playing only defense and uh, developed into the perfectly handy dandy point guard. Yes. That's a fascinating piece yeah. of this whole thing that I wouldn't have even considered. My senior year was the last year of six-on-six, six. so every girl on that team had only played six-on-six. Six. I was the only one who played five-girl because I went to high school in Minnesota. And then even after that, the smaller classes were still playing six on six. So that team uh, won a, a national collegiate tournament, a five girl tournament with girls who had only played six girl basketball. Okay, so here's my plug for our our men's scrimmage team because I really feel like that is how I learned about the press. Like uh, Gary brought in five gentlemen from one who I am married to, but there was uh, several others. There's more than five. It's probably six or seven. There was a core group of them that would come in and practice, and they would press us, and we would work on our press breaker over and over and over again, and that was so good. Like I felt like, oh, now I finally understand this press thing, you know. So that was a that was a really cool thing too. What I loved about that group of guys is they understood what they were doing and and what value they were to us in the sense of controlling some things. You know, they could have blocked every shot we took if they really made their mind to do it, and they could have run right through us as fast breaks if they wanted to, but. Uh, they kept it under control. And it really helped the team. Okay, so you guys end up the the kind of craziness that needs to happen happens at the end of the regular season. I'm curious what then, you know, this is 1993. There's no internet, or if there is, it's, you know, not pre- it's not on your smartphones, right? There's no watch parties. Nobody's broadcasting the selection show. So what is that like when you, you kind of you know you're in the tournament, but you're trying to figure out who you're playing? Or what, what, what was that period like? The process was one of selection, and it wasn't based on conference championships or conference tournaments. It was selection based on a group of um, rankers who got together by phone and, and ranked teams. 
um, and then put together a tournament of that. So we were pretty sure, we were, we were, I was pretty sure we were going to get in because we had a, a decent ranking and we won the conference. And both, both of those things, you know, stood in our favor. Teresa, you want to take this or do you want to? Oh, there's so many. That was so fun. But speaking of the phone call, is is this where you're going, Emily? This is one of my favorite memories. Yes. So, um, yeah, so there were no cell phones. So Gary called, I think he called Raj. Raj uh, told Wilson, they came over to get Tiff and I. Like, we tried to get everybody. We went and called everybody. Well, Emily had gone to the movies with her boyfriend, and we're like, she has to know. She has to know. So we all load into this car. Like, I mean, way too many of us into the car, into the theater, and walk in in the middle of the movie. And we're like, Emily, you got to come outside. And so then we're all just, I mean, that was so joyous out in, that, out in, the, in front of the uh, movie theater. We're just so excited. And so excited for each other. Like, we wanted to share it with each other. It was so great. So, so Sunday night was, was free movie night for college students. So, uh, you know, everybody went to the Holland Theater. The one show. <laughs> one show, one showing. And yeah, I remember them all, you know, ha- having me come out and we just screamed, yeah, in that lobby and outside. And um, yeah, we were just, yeah, we were so happy for each other. It was, yeah, one of my favorite moments in life. All right, so that we get into the tournament. The first round is an 81-68 win over Augustana in Pella. Back in Pella the next weekend, beat Eau Claire 70-63, beat Warburg 62-60. So as I just kind of bunched those three games together, it's always fun beating Warburg, obviously. But what, what memories do you have of those early round games or as you're advancing in the tournament? Well, I distinctly remember Eau Claire sitting, on, uh, sitting in the pregame the warm-ups and looking at those Eau Claire players and saying to Rick, I don't think we can compete with these people. They were bigger and stronger and, you know, I thought, yeah, they're out of our league. The women proved me very wrong. But that, was good. that was one of my memories. What I remember about the Warburg game was at, at that point, we had a lot of fans with stands at that point. And it was against Warburg, and so... Uh, and it was a big deal that it was uh, on our floor. I think they were mad about that. And, you know, yes, um, yeah, they were. And uh, every time they dribbled or passed or did anything, our crowd, you know, yelled it out. They were so rattled by the end. <laughs> I remember thinking, our, uh, the sixth man, you know, is our crowd. And, and they have helped us win this ballgame for sure. Yeah. yeah, and speaking of the six man, that's what I remember. Like you know, Jana coming in um, and like dropping three buckets in a row, or Rempy coming in and shutting somebody down. Like our bench was so solid. Like that was uh, I don't know if you remember this, Gary, but like Tiff and I, like we went hard. I mean, everybody went hard, but we weren't scorers. So I do remember for Eau Claire, um, coach said to me like, "This person, we've got to shut her down. Huh? We're going to put you on her." Magoo. And I was like, yes, I, you know, because scoring points was not my thing, but you, okay, I'm in. But I could go, I'd signal the coach and he'd put somebody in and it'd be like, I don't know if I'm going back in because my replacement's really good, right? Like I just never knew, but I was like, I don't care. I'm going 100%. So that was, 
that was really fun too, to just feel like, and, and Emily, you may realize this too, like it's really unusual to feel like everybody on the bench wants you to do well, right? Like when you are in there, even though they want to be in there, they're behind you. And that's not, that's not always the case. And that was so special. I just felt like we were all like, you know, and so when I was on the bench, I didn't care who went in for me, go do your thing, play the whole time. Cause I lost my starting spot for a bit. Um, cause I sprained my ankle. Like I was always happy to be playing, but I was more happy to be playing as a team that wanted to be playing well. So like, I was like, whatever, let's go. Yeah. That, that was a special character quality about that team. We were competitive, but not with each other. And we were, we were happy for each other. That's true. And Jaina was earless when she went in. Yeah. She, she just always brought energy and a, a positive Brenda Rampy, uh, tough and she played good defense and gave us good minutes yeah and then and then we cannot forget um our our bench leader Sheila Griebert and what a light she was and and the energy she brought um she was kind of the captain of those girls that were on the bench and they were for us and that's that's another memory I have because you, you know you get a little more tired the season's pretty long right and timeouts, like just the energy you got from everybody from those timeouts was just magical. Like I was like, I wish I could bottle this up because it just made you want to go out and go harder. You guys were really good at home that year. Didn't lose at home, in fact. 15-0 and at home, including the playoffs. You said, you know, by Warper time, I mean, it was just absolutely packed. But was there a built-in kind of home court advantage all year long or did that just grow and grow as the season went on? I mean, there's always an advantage to sleeping in your own bed because when we traveled, I mean, it's D3. So you remember some of those hotels were a little sketchy and four of us in a room. So you never slept really well. Those long road trips, like when we had the two away games on Friday and Saturday night. I mean, that's grueling trip. So, I mean, we always enjoyed home. So, like, I, I remember, like, for the final four, I literally, I mean, I went to class on Friday and uh, I was in religion class with Dr. Timmer and one of these world-renowned um, speakers came in and I would have missed it without the final four, you know, if we hadn't had, and I was so excited. And Dr. Timmer, who I thought knew nothing about basketball, was like bragging to this guy that, oh, yes, one of our, and I was like, what players is on the national championship team? And I'm like, oh, the community was very supportive of us. So, yes, uh, central athletic department, but we had, you know, community members pack the gym. Okay, who was the couple that always, I mean, from the start of the season? Ben Ruckels. Oh, yes, they were my favorite because they were, they're from the beginning. They just loved us from the beginning. Oh, and remember the pep rally? So uh, a bunch of the softball players and others, it wasn't all softball players, but they put on a pep rally for us in one of the Ruth Mound or something. It was like a, it was so fun. Like it, it felt like the sisterhood, you know, like they were, they were rooting for us and they were so excited um, and they planned this whole thing. So that, I mean, there was just so much energy. It just really felt like everybody was rooting for us and that. I haven't experienced that since. I don't know about all of you, but I haven't experienced that level of just the whole community 
Like I had, I was student teaching at the time. I had two of my middle schoolers um, that were coming to all the games and got to come to the national championship. So that was really fun, like to really feel like it, it spread across the community but even on our campus, it was really cool too. Yeah, I, you know, you mentioned the the softball team being really supportive. I think that was part of what gave us maybe tip the the vision too for bigger things. Yeah, she had been the trainer for the softball team. Oh, you're bringing it all together, Emily. Yeah, yeah, she had seen what could be. Um, so yeah, we. Like you said, um, Teresa, we just kind of fed off of each other and there had a good women's sports in those years. And I think, yeah, um, we just kind of felt like we were on the shoulders of, yeah, all, all these people and our coaching staff and be remiss not to, you know, mention our, um, assistant coaches too. Rick McGill and, and Beth Warner, they were just rock solid for us all year. All right, let's talk about the final four. Maybe the greatest moment in Central Athletics history in that semifinal game. I mean, it's it's certainly up there. It's 59-58 St. Ben's. This is in the national semifinal. St. Ben's is 28-0. They're number one in the country. And you've got 30 seconds left to try to beat them. Teresa, what do you remember from that point forward, those last 30 seconds of that semifinal game? Honestly, don't make me shoot it. That's what I remember. Get it to somebody who can shoot it. Uh, no, but honestly, it was just so, like, I mean, we were just so locked in. It was like, all right, the game's not over. Like, it's not yeah. over till it's over. Rick, we had a timeout. Yeah. And um, Rick's assistant coach, Rick, said, we got to hold the ball for a last shot. We'll take the last shot. I said, I said, no, I think we're going to see if we can score. And as it turned out, we, uh, we got the ball where we wanted to in, in, into the post of Tracy. And uh, she had a good shot. Emily, why don't you take it? Because you were, you're a pretty big part of this. Of course, being older, um, it you know, these, these memories all get more fond, you know, and, um, and now when I rewatch that, that video, um, I'm becoming less nervous of what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I can watch it now just calmly and you know, this is you know going to end well. But, um, what I remember is a play set up for, for me to, to hit a jump shot. I remember a, a couple of, I got a couple of screens from Tracy and hit a, a you know elbow jumper that uh, missed, and Teresa, you know, got the rebound, and then I don't know if anyone was watching the clock, but we then worked the ball <laughs> around into the post, and that's when Tracy got it and uh, just hit hard, you know, off the off the back, and I just happened to be there, kind of tip tip, grabbed it and put it in, and so. You know, those, it's like, oh my gosh, you just feel so lucky because you're there, you know, right place, right time. Literally, I got a second shot, you know, at, at it. Um, but in, in some ways, that possession was um, illustrative of, of the whole season. I, you know, you know, of course, I missed a lot 
of shots. <laughs> and Teresa was a hustler and was always there to rebound. And no one was more heroic than need to be. And we worked the offense and got it into our All-American. She just happened to miss. And again, it just, you know, fell into my hands. And yeah, the rest is history, I guess. But we did uh, work for the last second shot. So Rick's plan worked. And I, I'm not going to let you guys downplay it. It It is one of the greatest moments in Central Athletics history. I mean, a last-second buzzer-beating-ish shot that eventually leads to a national championship. Teresa, I mean, I have to imagine that place was just absolutely bonkers when that was all going on. Can you remember that? Or, again, there is still three seconds left. So now you're, you're figuring out the defensive situation, and I know they kind of ran a play to try to draw a foul and – miss their shot and you win the game, but that just had to be pure pandemonium, didn't it? Yeah. Well, I remember actually, uh, I, I so remember when we, when we would run out um, for all our playoff games, but particularly for the final four and the crowd, like it was a little unsettling because it was so intense. And I remember just going, I've got to ignore them. I've got to just like lock it out and pretend they're not there. So I really don't have any memory of the crowd. I just remember going, thank God I have such a great team that they're all going to nail these shots. Like I, like I had a hundred percent faith in my teammates to be able to deliver on this. And like Emily downplays like her poise, like, you know, and that she was a fearless scorer. Like you have to be able to erase that miss, right. To make that last second shot and go, yep, no hesitation. I'm taking the shot. I would have hesitated. Right. Because I didn't. Right. Which I think is the difference between a great shooter and somebody who's not a great shooter. So um, props to Emily for that. But I also think everybody else on the team was fearless in that way, too. Nice. That was that nice. was for me. It was easy because I was just like, I just got to get this ball to them like that. To me, that was the easy part. Just I was. Um, and then once the buzzer went off, then it was like, OK, now I can pay attention to the crowd. And that was. That was truly wild. I mean, uh, yeah, it did feel like pandemonium because I, I, we had never, I had never played in that gym when it was that full. And to be honest, the only other time I saw it that full was the Pella High game. And I was like, oh, now we've made it. We, we can just <laughs> as much as them. So, yeah, I, I didn't have, you know, uh, any kind of experience like that in, in high school. So, um, yeah, this, this was, this was it for me. I mean, it was, I mean, after I made that shot, I mean, all I can remember, and I'm sure everybody else thought it too, was, okay, we got to play defense. So mm-hmm. we weren't celebrating. I mean, we were just, you know, back in, back in our defensive positions. And, and so you're right. There was this, we were all kind of locked in and just all kind of played our role until the end. And then, at the end, having everybody rush the court and, you know, I remember my, you know, hugging my dad, you know, he got down there. He was, he was up at least 20 rows and he got down there fast. I don't know how he did it. <laughs> Leaped over people. Um, and, you know, you just hugging everybody. I mean, it, we, it was just so <laughs> hugging everybody, so much love. And it was just so fun to know that you were, a part of this joy. I don't know. It's just joy. And do you remember, like you're making me remember at the end of the games, um, we would do a, a huddle with the guys that scrimmaged with us. We yeah. would do a, like a, you know, I don't know what, what did we even say in that huddle? 
but every time after every game, like is our way of like acknowledging to them that we felt like they were on this journey with us. Well, and as great as that moment is and winning that game and knocking off number one, and it would have still been great, but it winning the next night is what really obviously elevates it to the top and finishing it off and winning the national championship. You beat capital, you know, you had a, a 12 point lead with 11 minutes left. They kind of stormed back to take a one point lead. And then you put it away with a nine, nothing run made free throws down the stretch. Coach, what do you, what do you remember about that night and the national championship victory? It's a little strange because uh, as I said, it was kind of anticlimactic to me because we made it to the finals, and and it was like you know we won that semifinal game against number one. It's okay if we lose. Not, not I didn't really put it in that term, but that was sort of a bit feeling that I had before the game. And I I don't remember a lot of the details of the game. I don't remember much of any games. Not having the crowd and 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 having them not being at home back to back. And they probably weren't as used to playing back to back as we were, because our conference was Friday, Saturday. And uh, they they seemed to get tired. But yeah, that and then then it was over and my like, goodness, we won this thing. <laughs> we won the whole thing. It was a it was pandemonium again. And and one of the one of the things I remember most about that night is hugging Ron Skipper, a mentor of mine, and um, that was that was a great moment. Like you, Gary, that that last game was a bit of a blur. Um, you know, you're again, you're just a little bit on autopilot, and yeah. you know, you you know what you have to do. Um, you played together, you know, all season, so you do what you do, but. I remember being tired, and I think I was actually sick that that whole weekend. But again, you know, you just kind of play through it. But I remember being on the bench, you know, being tired, but being down. I think, I don't know how many points we were down. And, you know, um, feeling a little frustrated by that, but, um, you know, still in the moment. And and I was sitting there with, with Wills, and she looked at me, and she just said, okay. Let's do this. And she put her hand, her left hand, which she's a lefty, and I put my hand on hers and, and, and said, let's, let's do this. And we, and we went back in the game. And I think the next play, and I could be wrong, but this is in my memory, Tiff um, stole the ball, went in for a layup. Um, it was a three-point play. And I remember thinking, that is a turning point. We got this. And at that point, I don't know, just there was – Yes, something was inspired. And then we just kind of, yeah, maybe went on that 9-0 run. Yeah, I remember we were on the other side. That was the only game we played on the other side. And that just threw me the whole night. But absolute fatigue. Like, I mean, my legs just felt like jello the whole game. And I think I pulled myself out at least five times because I was so tired. And once again, like, speaks to the bench. Because I remember Rempe and Jaina and I think – Kelly came in quite a bit that game because I was just like, I, oh, I was so, so tired. Um, but I remember too, like, it's funny you say that, Emily. I remember like the timeout when we were down and like, I kind of felt like we might not win this. Like, we're probably not going to win this. 
I don't care. Like it was just kind of this, we don't care. We're going out. Like Tiff and I, I don't know what we said to each other, but it's like, we're going out fighting. Like, you know, like it was just kind of this, if we lose, we're losing because we went so hard. I think Chris Rogers had a good night that night too. And that was really fun. Um, And she made some free throws, you know, down the, kind of down the line that I remember thinking, okay, this, this just feels like, like this is going to happen. I don't know. It was um, people, people kind of stepped up um, just at the right time. It just happened all season long. Yeah. And I remember, do you remember, like we finally, we finally get the lead and I don't know how much we were up with at the end, Um, but somebody was on the free throw line and everybody else was back on defense. And Tiff and I were like looking at each other don't give up yet, ladies. I don't care. This is not over yet. Like it was like this feeling of like, like that. I think it was like eight seconds that felt like five minutes. It was like, can this game go clock? Just go. Yeah. The was, was clearly evident and uh, I could even feel it. Mine was not so much physical as mental, but the intensity and just the whole surroundings. And it had to, it had to be true for the team as well. Um, and and so putting ourselves in a place of capital, it, you know, that had to have been tough for them. What was the aftermath like? Whether that night or the next day or back at class or, you know, what, what, what were the next days or weeks like as a national the, champion? The first thing I remember was Sunday morning in church and Joyce Skipper, Ron Skipper's wife, met me in the hall before church and congratulated me and said, problem is, coach, you're going to want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> and she was referring to the, the, the push that her husband had, had made after he won that national championship. And, and she was right. To get there is an incredible, incredible happening. And uh, a lot of things have to fall into place. Well, I remember that night, like the people were celebrating and I was like, I, I'm so tired. I have got to go to bed. Like I was just so exhausted. And I was like, the one night in my life when I have an excuse to party and I am going to bed. But I do remember like getting cards from people that I didn't know even followed us. Like that was kind of cool. Like I, like I, I hope they know that that meant a lot to me. Like it really did. It was like, oh, like, and, and it felt like not that you're noticing me, but that you're noticing this women's team. Like I had other male athletes send cards congratulating the team or like, you know, alumni congratulating us. Like that was really, that really felt, uh, felt nice. Like people that were part of that community who knew what it, what it meant to be part of Central College. Like that, that meant a lot to me. Having, having some classmates say, you know, that was their most fun experience of all of their, you know, college years, um, you know, to think that, yeah, you were a part of that is, yeah, that's, that's so special. And you just, yeah, you feel really lucky, really blessed that you got to do that and, um, and that you got to do it with, with this group of people. I mean, it's, it's division three. And so, you know, what's, what's the recipe for a, a national championship team? I mean, you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, you just, but <laughs> just right. happy. Right mix 
the right chemistry came together that year. And then there's this interesting kind of, I don't know, transcendent thing, you know, that was a part of that team, I think. Um, and I don't, we haven't talked about this yet, but we took a trip to Mexico uh, over Thanksgiving. Oh, forget Mexico. Oh, Do you have another hour, Trevor? Because we could tell you some stories. Oh, Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. That was so foundational. We had our Thanksgiving dinner on the beach with hot dogs. Hot dogs on a bonfire on the beach. beach. Was that Isla Mujera? Oh, my God. Isla Mujeres, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, we... So that became family. We, we, we sat around the, the, the bonfire and we talked about what we were thankful for and, you know, hearing each other be vulnerable again, like this is before Brene Brown. This is before we all knew, you know, what it meant to unite as a, as a, as a group. And that really, yeah, that really helped me, uh, you know, care for this team. And I, yeah, I just, you know, love these girls. Um, and, and yeah, that experience really kind of solidified that. I've got one more for each of you, kind of the same question for Teresa and Emily, but you know, we're almost three decades removed from this now. This is the 29th anniversary coming up on number 30. And and I don't want to make it this bigger than it is if it's not, but I'm curious what this has meant as you've moved forward in life, you know, so you, for you, Teresa, you graduated, you know, just a couple of months afterwards, Emily, you had two more years, but as you've gotten into adulthood and married and kids, you know, what is, what did that experience at central and being able to win a national championship, have a season like that? What did that mean? If anything, to the rest of your life? And I'll give both of you guys a chance to kind of answer and, and put a bow on this from your perspective. Well, I think definitely for me, like it made me want to come back to central and I did was able to come back for three years and coach with Gary. Um, and like, you know, trying to recreate that magic, um, which I think when Gary, you said in the very beginning, like there was a lot of luck involved. Like I really resonate with that. Like mm-hmm. with time have just realized how much luck played into the championship part of it. But the whole experience of, um, I really feel like of being with a group of women that are like, on this mission together. And like you said, Emily, like vulnerable together and just supportive of each other. Um, that has really carried with me through my life that that is something to aspire to. And that is possible, right? Like up until that point, I'm not sure I had experienced it. And, and just, uh, and the growth that you can, that can happen, right? Like started, I, uh, here's, here's a little fun fact for you. My very first uh, central game was a JV game and I was the very last player in. Okay. So the ending story of getting to start for a national championship team, like just to me, it was like, you know, never give up on yourself. Like you, know, you can keep going on this. To have such a high in the middle of a college experience was interesting when those seniors left though, I, I didn't, I didn't feel like, Oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? What's going to, what's going to happen? Um, it, it did feel like, you know, those next two years, we just kind of carried on, you know, this, this good energy just sort of carried on my junior and senior year. So I was really grateful for that. I learned, I think a lot from those girls, but I, I really realized it. I think later in life, 
you know, so like I said, all these memories become, you know, fonder. I, I couldn't watch those games right away. I mean, I, like it was almost a decade later before I watched the game games and then watching that last second shot again, I'm, I'm finally not a nervous wreck, you know, <laughs> so, um, to just to know that, that that did happen in life, it's just, it's just fun to know. It's just, it's fun to be able to, you know, remember that and to, and to have that. It's, it's, it's fun to talk about that experience with my kids. And, um, my husband was also a central college student at the time and he and his buddies are super supportive. So, you know, it's just, it, it's fun. We've really shared, um, that, that memory, you know, with our, with our family and our kids. And so it just, it kind of keeps getting better, which is, which is fun. So each, each decade, it, it gets a little sweeter. All right, coach, last question is for you. Um, you were either a head coach or an assistant coach in men's basketball, baseball, softball, women's golf, football, of course, and the head coach of this championship team, 28 years in women's basketball. You dedicated your life's work to Central College. How special is it to have, for one year, to be able to climb to the top of the mountain and, and say that you are a national champion? Yeah, that, that's a tough one for me to, without really opening up my emotional self to, to the world here. But um, it's in some ways indescribable. But it, what, it, what it's meant to me, I think more than anything else, was a sense that what I chose to do with my life professionally, um, coach and teach, was in fact proven out to be okay. That, that, that I could do this and, and uh, reach that kind of a pinnacle with one of the teams that I was privileged to coach. And um, that, that stuff came to mind. And I, I, you know, after the championship game, my brother was at the game, and he, he and I were driven, not, not in a bad way, by our father. And uh, Dad was, he loved basketball more than anybody I, I know or knew. And, um, I said to, to, to my brother, I said, you know, I wish Dad could have been in for this. But it was sort of like, you know, all, all your concern or interest in my athletic endeavors and coaching came to this point right now. And uh, that, that's, that stuck with me uh, as I finished my coaching career the rest of those years. I th- sort of a, a deep self-confidence that you're okay. You've been okay. You did, Gary. You did. You know, um, and I might get a little teary thinking about this, but um, there probably weren't a lot of men lining up to coach women's basketball um, in the early 70s when women first got the chance to play sports. And so, um, you know, Gary, he was a champion of, of of women in athletics. And, um, it's kind of funny in 1993, that was only the 11th year of the division three national tournament. And so really this is a pretty, this is a pretty young tournament, um, in 1993. And, um, Gary was always, um, 
just very supportive of us as women. Um, you know, he was just the right coach for me too, because, uh, and maybe now hearing this about your dad, Gary, this gives me, um, some insight, but you were more thoughtful about who we are as people and you never put unrealistic expectations on us. You were such a good, good supportive coach and always saw the big picture. And so, um, you know, you, helped us lead ourselves and that was uh you know that was a real gift so always be thankful for that and trevor gary's a quiet champion too like i didn't realize until i coached with him how foundational he was to um, ncaa women's sports he was always working to make sure women had equal access and had uh so that that meant a lot to me to realize that years later um, and made sense. Like it made a lot of sense in the, who Gary is that he would champion it and not toot his own horn. That is such a Gary Boink move. I wanted to say Rick, Rick McGill. He he was he he did work <laughs> tirelessly. I think watching film and um, you know working offenses and defenses and figuring all that out for us too. And that year and then years later, he oh my goodness, he rebounded for me so hours. So yeah, I. I really owe a lot to Rick and, and Beth. She was just a good emotional support for that team. I think particularly for, yeah, Tracy and, and Chris. And um, she was passionate. And, yeah, there was just a lot of good energy from top to bottom. There just was not – there was no negative energy and you know, on that team. And, that yeah, was just special. And just to share the love um, – I do have to give a shout out to KRLS because I do remember them um, broadcasting our games. And so I had a lot of family that wasn't able to make it. And that mm-hmm. meant a lot to them to be able to listen. And my husband and I often tune in um, for games, particularly football games, but even basketball games. So we do appreciate and feel that um, like that is huge, like to, to have that kind of support and that you guys have been there. For so many years. So thank you, Trevor Castle and KRLS. And my thanks to Gary Boink, Teresa McGovern, and Emily Hansen from Central College's 1993 NCAA Women's Basketball National Championship team. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Dutch Memories Podcast. We'll have a new episode every month featuring a player, coach, game, team, or moment in Central College's storied athletic history. You can subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify so you never miss an episode, or just check the podcast section at KNIAKRLS.com. Dutch Memories is a KNIAKRLS production. I'm Trevor Castle, and go Dutch!